Hello, Jack. Hello, Brian. Jack, uh, as you know, I don't know if you heard, but we have a sponsor. Uh, and, do we? Yeah, you 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 brought the sponsor in. They're called they're called Silent Partners. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm not good at this stuff. Yes, I forgot. Yep, that's fine. So, um, and you had sent me, uh, I guess, a list of or you know, an ex kind of a brief of what they do. Yes, I did. Uh, I hadn't get, I didn't have a chance to, to read it. I, there's been a lot of stuff going on. Okay. Which we'll get into later in the show. Yep. So, but in the, in the, in the meantime, I put together an ad for them, uh, based on what I assume they do. Okay. What, what you assume silent partners does. Yes. And so what oh, I need you okay. to do is I, I've got this ad for you. And I would just appreciate it if you could just read, uh, the ad on the air for them. And then, you know, because we want to justify the, the income we are getting from this sponsor of ours. Um, I'm sending you the script right now. Okay. And I'm really excited. So, um, you know, let's just start, start advertising our new sponsor as soon as possible. Just be professional. Professional is all I ask. Okay. Questionable material with Jack and Brian is brought to you by Silent Partners. For over 20 years, Silent Partners has helped clients evade paying taxes through their patented method of not talking about them. By remaining silent from January through April 15th, you are legally permitted to not pay your state and federal income taxes, according to our on-staff legal counsel, Jake Mittenberg. Jake may not be able to practice law legally because he was disbarred for molesting a suffragette. <laughs> But he's totally allowed to offer his advice on legal matters. So what if he was caught on a microphone disparaging Bananarama? <laughs> Is that illegal? No, it's definitely not worse than molesting a suffragette. <laughs> you can take his law license away, but you can't take his deep knowledge of all things law and legal. He's passionate about law the same way that the same way that weird OCD guy was in Better Call Saul before he flamed out. <laughs> Pun intended. Fuck you, Bananarama! <laughs> Silent Partners will work hard to shush you and keep you quiet for four and a half months, guaranteeing you'll be able to hold on to your hard-earned cash or your easy-to-come-by cash if your last name is Rockefeller, Sheen, or Pelosi. <laughs> Silent Partners is the first step in getting Uncle Sam's hand out of your pocket, leaving you with more cash for things like butter biscuits, electric pianos, or plumping up your mistress's lips so that she looks like an anus with eyes. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Visit Silent Partners on the World Wide Web at http colon backslash backslash www.silent.partners. No dot com though, home slice. <laughs> Sorry, but we cannot honor our competitors' coupons. <laughs> How did I do? Well, I mean, it wasn't as professional as I had hoped, to be honest, and I don't think they're going to be happy with it. But was I at least on mark? I, yeah, I, I don't. I have not done the research in this company. I, it's, it feels right. All right. Well, I'm a little disappointed at the the lack of professionalism with our new sponsor. Honestly. Fuck you, Banana Rama. You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. A mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com. Hi, Brian. Hi, Jack. You know, I feel like um, I feel like our sponsor is going to be uh, somewhere in between happy and livid. Yeah. 
So that'll be fun to figure out where that lands. Um, I'm just trying to make them happy. That's what the, that's what this game is all about. Make the sponsors happy. That's what the game's about. So, Brian, how are you? It feels like uh, there's been a big life change, a big life event uh, that you've just uh, undergone that I'd, I'd love for you to share with people. Absolutely. Um, went to a diner. Mm-hmm. Normally would get sausage patty. Yep. But I'm thinking, you know what? I'm worried about cholesterol. I'm going to mm. have broccoli. Mm. So you, you got the broccoli? No, I moved to Long Island. That seems like a weird overreaction to slightly elevated cholesterol. You know, it just, it was, you want to change. The doctor said you need to change things up. And I, I took him for his word and I said, all right, well, and that's in that case, I'm going to uproot myself mm-hmm. and, and relocate. <sighs> okay. Well, then, so I knew you just, the movers left yesterday. What, what was your first meal at your new house? Because that's, I think, is going to really set the tone. What, what did you have for dinner last night? Uh, well, as I mean, obviously, uh, we're very rich in styrofoam <laughs> and packing materials. My wife is a very good cook, as you know. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she put together a phenomenal uh, stew of, of styrofoam pellets, a bubble wrap, and, uh, and newspaper. It's a mm-hmm. Polish dish. Yeah, I bet it is. Well, you know, communism was not good. They didn't have a lot of, you know, a lot of good quality food back in the day. If anyone could make that that stuff delicious. Yeah, that that all makes sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, we, you know, we filled up on that and, uh, and that, you know, we had our first night in the house. A lot of indigestion. Sure. Nightmares, screaming, <laughs> um, weeping, body sores. You know, the usual that, that happens in a new environment. Uh, body sores? Yeah, I mean that, that's mostly from I decided to lie immobile for fourteen hours, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just after time, your skin's just kind of like you know you need to you need to move things, right? So your your body sores would be like all all over your body? Nope, just on my knees. <laughs> Wait a minute, are you you're sleeping on your on your like knees? Yeah, I do like an on all fours sleep stance. Oh, see, I didn't know that about you. I just you know it's it's. It makes me feel like a cow. Right. And r- remind me again why it is that you, you've, you know, have undergone that sort of like Far Eastern philosophy of, of feeling like a cow. Well, because cows are sacred in Indian culture. Yep. And you never know when an Indian man is going to stroll by your master bedroom. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I want to be on all fours in that event. They look over, they see a cow or somebody who respects cows and they have mm-hmm. respect for me in return. And then he'll invite me to his 7-Eleven and give me a free payday bar. (laughs) So you're hoping that uh, an Indian man will somehow see through the walls and windows of your bedroom, which I can only assume is on the second story of your new Long Island home, Mm -hmm. see you on hands and knees Mm -hmm. and in the likelihood that he owns or runs or works at a 7-Eleven, which admittedly is high, you're doing all this to score a free payday bar, which could be had for about 89 cents. Is Am I getting that right? Yes, but or I'd be happy with a Twix. I'd be happy with a Rolo. I'm not I'm not greedy. So, you know, is there a, a large Indian population in your town in Long Island? Like what town in Long Island did you move to? Um, it's called uh, Riverberg Haven. Okay. 
I see. I haven't, I haven't heard of that, I guess. Very small town, very okay. small town. And um, no, I mean, the, the Indian population is, is very, it's pretty much non-existent. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because as you enter Riverburg Haven, there is a sign, billboard size, mm-hmm. that says Indians not welcome. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that is actually, and this is why you can't say that everything is discrimination, because when there are actual discriminatory moments like this, it, you have to call it out and say it's horrible. But here's the thing that's really funny. Uh, it, it, it's not directed at Southeast Asians. Oh, it's meant it's it's directed to the Native Americans from whom we stole uh, Riverburgville. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Riverburg, Riverville, Riverburg Manor, Lake River, Riverburg Town, Riverburg, Riverburg Town. Town. Mm-hmm. And so you know, there's a misunderstanding. So it, the this uh, went through the the Southeast Asian Indian community. Uh, you know, went lit up and said, oh, we're not welcome in R- Riverburg town. Yeah. <laughs> or Riverburgville, any of the Riverburgs, not welcome there. And, mm-hmm. you know, which is not true. We, they are welcome here. We have a dearth of, of convenience stores. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we would, we would like them to come here. We, we, you know, we're trying to work out a, a way we can have a billboard that says Indians welcome, uh, but the right ones. The spelling bee ones. The spelling bee people. Yeah, we want them for, you know, with this big money in spelling bees. Correct. Because we, you know, we, we want those people. We don't want the other ones because we feel guilty when we see them and they're just like, hey, this was grandpa's. <laughs> so it's, so it's really, it, it's, it's not quite discrimination because we don't like your kind. It's not like that. It's, it's just, yeah. we feel, no. it makes us feel sad and guilty. It makes us feel guilty. Yep. And so we just don't need to see that. Um, and so the best way is to just prevent them from entering the town. But in doing so with this billboard, mm-hmm. we have excluded a, a huge number of, of people from the Southeast Asian uh, Indian community. And so can you sort of, you know, as you were researching that town as a place to move, how has the lack of, of that population sort of impacted the culture and um, businesses of that town? Like what, what, what are you seeing, you know, um, you know, what, what are the downsides of it? Well, um, there's a, uh, a curry farm down the street mm-hmm. hmm. and they're, they're in bankruptcy. They're, they've been foreclosed upon. Nobody's uh-huh. buying it. Man. Uh, there's another, there's a gentleman trying to sell Ayurvedic herbs. Uh, he's having no luck. Tough. Uh, the Ganesh's Fun World, which is a an Indian-themed amusement park uh-huh. in uh, Riverbridge Hillville, which is just down the street, uh, hasn't seen any any anybody coming in years. Oh, and they were told tough. not to open an Indian-themed amusement park, and they went ahead and opened Ganesh's Fun World. That's it just makes me sad for these 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 promising entrepreneurs to get sort of punished for this. What are some of the highlights at um, at, at Ganesh's World? Is that what it's called? Ganesh World? Yeah, Ganesh's Fun World. Ganesh's Fun World. What are some of the um, you know what are some of the sort of the features of that amusement park? Because you know maybe I'll take my kids. There's the the high fiving <laughs> room 
Will you have to <laughs> high five all the arms of the deity at the same time? Oh, fun. Yeah. And then there's uh, pull the glove off the deity's arm. And they have, you have a lot of options because they have several arms. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, and what I learned, which is interesting, is I had always assumed it was because they were de- deities. Right. Is that not right? Uh, that they that they had all these multiple arms. No, there's just incredible pollution in India. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. God, you learned so much on this show. You learn, Yeah, you do learn a lot. I mean, that's why a lot of people who, who listen to the show uh, do comment that they, they learn things they never knew. Uh, but yeah, apparently there's the water is extremely contaminated. Mm-hmm. And, and so you have a, a large number of birth defects. But the upside of having eight arms is, is people think you're special and they make posters of you and, and worship you and give you incense. But, well, I mean, that that seems worth the, you know, pancreatic cancer to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, and incense is you know, is used as a form of currency there. I didn't know that either. Oh, see, I, I didn't know that either. How? What? Um, I know there's um, there's like a special ride about like a like a Slumdog Millionaire type of ride uh, at Ganesh's Fun World. Could you just sort of describe what that experience is like? Yeah, it's a, a Shiva's Dome of Destruction. <laughs> okay, how how does that work? What's the ride like? Well, it's a roller coaster, uh, but it's actually run by people, by indentured servants who pull the coaster up to the top and then release you. And they have to walk all the way back down and do it again for $2 and 17 cents a day. Uh-huh. As they walk down, they're also wearing their headsets because they're AOL customer support. Yeah, they, that's true. They do a lot of, yeah, that, that explains why, you know, there's a lot of delays when you're doing your, when you're doing online support or chatting with somebody and you'll be sitting there like, I just told this guy something. Why is it taking so long to get a response? And mm-hmm. the answer is because he's walking down the escalator in Shiva's Dome of Destruction uh, to go prepare to haul up the next group of, of people in the roller coaster. And so that's the that's the only sort of slumdog nature of of the roller coaster is just that you're lifted up by human beings. Or are there other sort of facets like, you know, like, does it go upside down? Does it you know, what's the sort of environmental factors like? Well, they recreate a lot of the environment of of their home country of India. And cool. so uh, there'll be in- incredible smog, which is kind of disconcerting when you are in a roller coaster and you can't see yeah. where anything is or where you're going. That's you know cool. that feeling like in Space Mountain when you're in the you know, pitch blackness and you just don't know, you can't see the coaster at all. It's kind of scary. Yeah, totally. This is similar. Well, this is similar in that, you know, you don't see where you're going. It's just a, a thick green or, you know, fog. But, you know, you're going through like this thick smog and you're not sure if it's industrial pollution or chemicals released by Dow Corning. <laughs> See, that's fun. It's that's it's the that's the mystery of the yeah. of the ride. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So and now are there actual I mean, like, are there actual tires like being burned, like, you know, at the base of the ride or like how, how do they how do you come up with the pollution just on the technical side? Well, I mean, the the ride is actually powered by steam mm. <laughs> uh, that, that assists them. And the steam is powered from fires, which are from funeral pyres at the bottom of Shiva's Dome of Destruction. So, oh, so you're just, you're breathing uh, the smog of human remains. 
Pretty much. Yep. And, you know, and at the end, if you're in uh, Shiva's Splash Mountain, you're also swimming through it. <laughs> it's very, very reminiscent of the Ganges River, which is filled with uh, half burned corpses and uh, floating down as people are bathing and, and uh, swimming. OK, so, uh, you know, I love capturing other cultures. I think that's what's great about being in America. Well, that's great, Brian. It, it sounds like. You know, you've moved into a culturally rich neighborhood and, and you know, I, I love that you're embracing mm-hmm. uh, other cultures in uh, Long Island. You know, a lot of people think it's like, you know, fishermen mm-hmm. or, or rich Jewish people. And it's good to know that there's so much more in that Riverview Manor Town Road mill. Yes. No, it's a great place. And I'm, I'm really hoping to to enjoy it here. I, well, I, I just, I'm thrilled. I'd kill for a payday. <laughs> Jack. Brian. Uh, so I think I might have gotten the sponsor wrong. Oh, okay. I mean, I, the sponsor's right. It's silent partners, but I'm not entirely sure that I nailed what they do. Uh, yeah, it felt slightly off. I didn't want to say anything and embarrass you on your own show. That's fine. I could tell just from your body language that I had made a mistake, but I have corrected that mistake and I have a new spot for silent partners, our sponsor. And I would like you to read it. I'm sending it to you right now. Okay. Uh, it just whizzed through the internet. And as soon as you get it, just p- please just take it away. Let's, let's correct this wrong. Let's write this wrong, Jack. I, I'm, it's important to admit that you make a mistake. I, I hope my yes. kid, I mean, I don't allow my kids to listen to this filth, but if they did, I'd want them to learn this lesson. That's what my grandpappy said. <laughs> okay. I've gotten the script. I have never read it before. Count me down. Three, two, silent partners, one. Questionable Material with Jack and Brian is brought to you by Silent Partners, the new romantic comedy by Judd Apatow, starring Judd Hirsch, Judd Nelson, and Naomi Judd. Silent Partners is the story of Judd Jenkins, played by Judd Hirsch, an elderly man who loses the ability to speak after a mild stroke. While on the road to recovery, Judd falls in love with his nurse, Nona Judd, played by Naomi Judd. Nona took a vow of silence after her husband Judd Judd binks... (laughs) After her husband, Judd Judd Binks, died in a mysterious accident, she too begins to develop feelings for her patient. And despite neither of them speaking, a quiet but powerful love blossoms between the two of them, culminating in a climax of geriatric proportions. Don't watch Silent Partners without access to a box of tissues for crying or the other thing. Critics have raved about Silent Partners, calling it a potential Oscar winner. Assuming the best elderly love scene category is a thing. David Judd of the Washington Post gave it five Judds, saying Silent Partners has an unforgettable chemistry between the A-list cast of Judds. Judge Judy loves Silent Partners so much, she changed her name to Judd Judy. (laughs) And Silent Partners is the only entertainment option during all flights on Judd Blue. Silent Partners in theaters Friday. For more information, visit silent.partners.judd. Closer, you think? I mean, the read wasn't know. perfect. <sighs> well, thanks. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, we could probably Google it. It sounds like a good movie. I would, I would see that movie. It feels like a Hollywood movie. It sounds pretty good, actually. And I'm a big fan of all the Judds. Oh uh, yeah, me too. Uh, so I'm gonna say- maybe not a big fan of Judd Janine. Haven't worked for her once. Oh yeah, I remember. That. <laughs> yeah, and Judd Judy. I mean, she could be a little. 
She can be a little uh, tart. Yeah. She's uh, salty sometimes. Salty. Well, I, I'm sorry if I screwed it up. I'm, I'm sure you <laughs> nailed it, Brian. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Brian. Hey, Brian. Hello, Jack. Hi. So I saw an incredible story in the news that I, I, I know I know you're certainly aware of. And then is um, Taylor uh, Swift and the Trevor Kelsey, whatever his name is. Nailed it. It's it's people tune in for the pop culture stylings of Brian Sack. That's right. Or is it is it Judd Sack? I think it's Judd Sack now. I changed Judd it. Sack. Again finger on the pulse. So I, th- this story just blew my mind when I read it. So there is a, uh, and it's, you're not going to believe this. It comes from uh, a, a crazy new bill in the state of California, which already seems mm. shocking. That's where the crazy bills come from. Uh, that is where they come from. That's their, it's their number one export. I don't know if you knew that. And people <laughs> emigrating to Texas. That's right. Yeah. Those are the two big uh, exports right now. So uh, the new bill uh <laughs> will require vehicles sold in the state to be equipped with speed governors to limit how fast they can go. Oh, no. There is a bill. So basically what it is, is there is a bill being proposed that will legitimately either in two ways, either there will be some sort of device that will stop your car from going 10 miles over the speed limit or there will be once you go 10 miles over the speed limit, there will be sort of like that when your seatbelt isn't fastened, you get the ding, yeah. ding, ding, mm-hmm. like a really annoying sound that will loud sound that will make you sort of force you to go back under 10 miles below the speed limit. That is a true thing uh, in, in the state of California. Damn. Yeah. Yep. And when does that take effect? Uh, it's still it's it's being proposed because the traffic fatalities in that state are um, high in Los mm. Angeles. There were more traffic deaths in 2023 than homicides, um, which, you know, there's a real race to the top. Damn. Um, I believe he has just introduced the bill. It's been dubbed the speeding and fatality emergency reduction safer. Oh, of course, I love those acronyms. Yep. Um would also require underride guardrails on trucks to prevent cars and motorcycles from being pulled under. Okay. Sure. That's your own dynamic. Uh, yeah, totally. So how about the uh, big puffy balloons all around the exterior? <laughs> they just bounce off if you hit it. Or you could have a bunch of Indian guys just pull the, the semi trucks and it'll be slower, but safer, safer, safer. So, you know, now I know you're part of the city council in Los Angeles, which is where you keep a second home there just for this purpose. Yes, that's correct. Okay. That's weird. I well, like to have a say in the laws, Jack. I know you do. So, I, you know, and that's exactly what I wanted to ask you about. There are a bunch of other new um, bills, I, I guess, that are just like this coming out that are going to just really keep people safe. I was wondering if you could tell us about some of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're just, we are basically just trying to make life uh, safer for people to eliminate any kind of risks and dangers. And, and so we work tirelessly to identify and then fix these problems. Uh, well, that's great. So uh, thank you for your service, by the way, keeping us thank all you. safe. Thank um, you for my we, service. We can't be trusted. <laughs> you're welcome. So uh, one of the things that I know you were um, writing a bill on uh, this past weekend uh, when your wife was packing boxes was something to prevent people from drowning in the state of California. 
Yes. So what is this what is this bill proposing? And, you know, tell us why we should be excited about it. Well, uh, we, you know, in order, drowning deaths, of course, are, are tragic and, yep. uh, and we think avoidable if people have a means of not drowning. Mm-hmm. And so we have what we call the Life Preservers Everywhere Act. And what it does is it, it will ring the coast of California, uh, the mm-hmm. LPEA, mm-hmm. uh, will ring the coast of California out to about three nautical miles because we assume people aren't going to swim too much further out than that. Smart. And every 20 feet uh, connected by a, a, a rope, which also floats, mm-hmm. uh, will be life preservers. And this way, uh, no matter where you are within the three-mile nautical range along the coast of California, if you find yourself a tiring or uh, falling into a current or being a, you know, maybe uh, attacked by a shark or something, you'll be able to find a preserver uh, within 20 feet from where you are. And using a rope, Great. haul yourself to it. We will completely eliminate uh, drowning deaths that way. That's great. And will the life preservers be able to help uh, with the shark attack in any way? Uh, no, but we have the shark reduction, shark death reduction act. The st- stray. The stray. Yeah, I mean, the, the person tasked with coming up with a clever acronym uh, kind of dropped the ball on that one. Did uh, right? <laughs> he he drowned, didn't he? He was busy drowning when he was coming up with the Shark Defense Reduction Act uh, bill because, uh, you know, he he was preoccupied with the fact that he was being attacked by a shark. Oh, man. Now, someone alert Alanis Morissette because that is ironic. That is ironic. Don't you think? (laughs) It's like rain on your wedding day. No, that's a bummer. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. That's not ironic. So, okay. So, so, okay. So, tell us about the Shark Defense Reduction Act, whatever it is. Uh, the Shark Death Reduction Act. Yeah. Well, obviously, we want to eliminate uh, sharks, but of course, we don't want to eliminate uh, sharks, period. That would be mm-hmm. genocide. And as we know, <laughs> genocide is bad. Yeah, I hear that uh, a lot. Uh, it's, uh, you know, everybody's genociding and fascisting. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a thing. And we don't want to do that. Yeah. So how do you keep sharks away from people? I don't know. Well, you make those people wear a shark skirt. I, I don't know what a shark skirt is. A shark skirt is a 10 foot wide corrugated metal uh, skirt that basically surrounds your body as you're swimming. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to say, oh, okay, well, if you're wearing corrugated metal in the water, isn't that going to be heavy, cumbersome? Yeah. Yeah. It is. But you forget that every 20 feet, there's a life preserver <laughs> connected by a rope. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you're feeling tired from treading water in your corrugated metal shark skirt, all you need to do is reach out to that rope, pull yourself to a buoy or to a life ring preserver, and then uh, wait until you have enough energy to go back to the shore. I guess that makes it. Are you still in California allowed to call them boys? No, they're thems. So, now, the so floating them, thems. The throating mm-hmm. thems. Uh, that, that's more inclusive. And right. as you know, California is all about inclusion. That's, I love it. I love these laws. I love inclusion. Hence the state motto. Which is what again? Inclusion. Six U's. <laughs> See, I haven't seen a California license plate in a while. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Are you taxed on every U in your license plate? I'm not personally because I'm in the city government, uh, <laughs> but I'm in the government. But um, yes, the average person is. 
Okay. And they, that's cool. Well, that's that's smart uh, governance right there. But how are kids supposed to like, you know, kids are just going to want to splash around like with their buddies in the ocean. And, and when you're wearing a shark skirt, I would imagine that's a little dangerous, not just from the drowning, but just from the, the corrugated metal. Well, um, that's that's fine. Kids will be able to splash around in the newly defined uh, kitty oceans. Oh, I, I, I haven't heard of kitty oceans. Kitty oceans are approximately four inches deep by 80 feet wide. And uh, they allow children to enjoy uh, seawater, uh, the, the feel like they're at the beach without the risk of drowning. That's great. Oh, I, I just, I love how safe I feel uh, at the thought of being in California. Yeah, I mean, we, we want to prevent anyone from uh, being injured or killed in any possible conceivable way. And we are up night and day thinking of ways people can harm themselves. I, I know you are. That's, God bless you. So um, Think about it. Okay. You're trying to open a package of Oreos. They're in cellophane. Yeah. Tell me about it. All right. So you're struggling with the cellophane. The cellophane is a little too tight. You become disoriented. You trip. You just fall back a few feet. And you trip and fall down the stairs. Right. To your basement. Oh. And you're injured or killed. So how do we get around that? We do the Oreo Cellophane Reduction Act. <laughs> Okra? Okra. Finally, a decent acronym. Uh-huh. Now, thanks to Okra, Oreos can't have cellophane around them. They can only be wrapped in biodegradable paper. Okay. Much so, easier but, to open. You won't risk tripping down the stairs. So I'm confused. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that the cellophane won't happen, but you know, is there a downside to wrapping Oreos in, in this type of biodegradable paper? Yeah, it doesn't really keep the Oreos fresh. So they go stale within a couple of hours of leaving the Oreo factory. Nabisco. But doesn't it, doesn't it just take a couple hours for it to get to Nabisco to the warehouse before it even gets to the grocery store? Yeah, the standard supply chain is about uh, three weeks from production okay. until distribution and retail outlets. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we we don't really have a way around that. I mean, cellophane is, of course, the best bet, but we're trying to save lives here. Right. Well, I mean, does what happens to an Oreo from the time it leaves Nabisco to the time it is in my hand heading towards my mouth with the paper, what has changed with the Oreo? Uh, the arsenic levels go up. Mm-hmm. Because of an interaction between uh, the white cream filling and oxygen. Mm -hmm. So that is something we, we need to work around avoiding because mm -hmm. this is as a result of the lack of cellophane. So we are going to have the arsenic reduction in, cell in cellophane free Oreos act. Good. I, 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 that was self-explanatory. I'm not even going to even ask any questions. Thank about you. That. That's awesome. Well, uh, what are you going to do? I, I know fast food has been a big thing. I know Mayor Bloomberg, you know, famously protected us all from sugary sodas mm -hmm. uh, in New York City back in, in uh, the, you know, 2010, 2012. I remember that, that, that era. The chanting of death to big gulps that he led. Death to big gulps. So I, I know you guys are working on um, something to really sort of stop people from eating fast food. Yes. Because, of course, fast food is, I, I agree, it's not healthy, but. Some people, you know, want to have a little bit of fast food sometimes. They want an in and out burger uh, or they want a little Carl's Jr. to 
talk about two local things or they just want McDonald's. Mm -hmm. What are you guys doing to stop people from eating fast food? Well, it's called the Parking Garbage Trucks in Drive-Thru Lanes Act. And what we're okay. doing is we'll be, instead of using a municipal parking lot to park our dump trucks, uh, we're just going to choose random uh, fast food outlets and park in their drive through lanes. This will, of course, inhibit uh, the traffic flow of standard automobiles, and uh, we're hoping reduce the number of people using the drive through Now, you're going to say, okay, well, they're just going to park their car and go through the front door. Correct? Right. That's exactly what I was going to say. Well, uh, we're going to solve that with the Cover Front Doors in Plywood Act. Okay. So customers won't be able to get in unless they have a, a crowbar. Or a hammer with a claw. Y yep, yep. So, yeah. Or I suppose a lighter, a flamethrower, something of that nature. Exactly. And so if you think about it, mo most of the times when you go to the store, you're looking to get a burger or whatever. You're not bringing a hammer or tools, power drills, things like that with you, right? I almost never do. Almost never do. So uh, you're going to be discouraged. You're going to come up. You're going to see this plywood wall. You're going to think, okay, do I really need that caloric burger? And you're going to turn around and you're going to find an alternative uh, source of food for the evening. And we're hoping it's going to be uh, greens. And sprouts. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Have you figured out a way to maybe cash in on that for yourselves for the in the state? I mean, this is unrelated, but I own seventy five hectares of alfalfa sprout farm. Uh -huh. uh, you know, it's just it's coincidental, but I just I saw that I figured the future was going to be more health oriented, and I don't know about you, but uh, there's nothing more delicious than alfalfa sprouts. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, payday bars, uh, uh, cheeseburgers, stuff like that, maybe a little bit more. They are tasty because they're fat, but alfalfa is healthier, and that is more rewarding if you think about it. Yeah, but not if you eat it. Not if you eat it, but we're hoping with the Think About Alfalfa Sprouts Act that you're going to spend more time uh, thinking about alfalfa sprouts and how good they are for you and how what a healthy choice it is. How are you going to legislate uh, that? How are you going to make people think about alfalfa sprouts more? Well, uh, there's a couple of ways we can do it. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, one of the best ways to reach uh, the youth is through uh, social media, through Instagram, Snapchat, uh, TikTok. Mm -hmm. So we are going to have a, a series of advertisements and, and we're going to create new characters uh, like Mr. Alfalfa. And, and Mr. Alfalfa will appear in TikTok and, and we're hoping go viral. We're, we're really hoping for a viral campaign. Well, he said, that's good. It's, it's good that a company is finally trying to create a viral thing. I, I think more companies should try to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I know it's a novel uh, thing and that nobody has, has thought to do this. And we thought, okay, well, here's our chance. We're going to get, because viral is, is cheap. It's effective. Yep. It, it gets in people's minds. So we've got Mr. Alfalfa and Sprout, who's his lover. And, and the two of them, uh, in a very inclusive fashion, will uh, get out there and, and promote the value of alfalfa sprouts and gay sex. So can you talk about like a, what would be a, like a little TikTok commercial or, or you know, for, for the older folks like me who might see it on, on traditional broadcast cable, like what, what commercial you guys have for um, Mr. Alfalfa and his gay lover sprout? Sure. Okay. So you're going to see a pickup truck pull up into a parking lot 
and out mm -hmm. steps this man with a big old beer belly. He's a, he's a country brother, country Joe. He's going to yeah. get out of that pickup truck. He's got his big beer belly and he's strolling towards the opening of a fast food restaurant. Obviously we can't use the name, but we're not going to do brands or anything, but you're going to no. know it's a fast food restaurant from looking at the door. And right as he reaches for the door handle, mm -hmm. Sprout is going, it was a diminutive little twinkish looking alfalfa figure is going to approach from outside of the bushes. Uh-huh. Going to come out of the bushes. <laughs> he's going to come out of the bushes. And he's going to look at this gentleman about to open the door. And he'll say, you really want to do that? And the guy says, what are you talking about? He says, you really want to put those calories into your body? Don't you know it's unhealthy? And the guy says, mm. oh, it might be unhealthy, but it's delicious. And then Mr. Alfalfa is going to come out from the bushes. And so, and say to him, well, I tell you what, if you forego that 800 calorie cheeseburger, ooh, ooh, mm -hmm. we've got a surprise for you. I love Sprout. And he goes, what kind of surprise? And then the two of them, Mr. Alfalfa and Sprout, engage in a heavy kiss, which kind of leads the, the gentleman to wonder what's going on. Yeah, Country Joe must be confused. He's a little confused. He says, I don't know what you're on about. And he just turns around, he gets right back into his pickup truck and he drives away, hopefully to a farm store. Okay. So as the, as the, as the creator of this content, what message were you hoping to get across from this strange long kiss? Well, that some folks are intolerant, especially pickup truck people. Uh, that, uh, you know, a kiss can overcome someone's desire for caloric intake. Mm -hmm. And that love is love is love. That's great. It's, it's weird because. And hate has no home here. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a lot of, it seems like you, it's, it's a little sweaty, sort of like the, the Mr. Sprout, I'm sorry, Mr. Sprout and, and. It's Mi what, Mr. Alfalfa and Sprout, his diminutive, a uh, boyish uh, partner, sidekick. Yeah. Who <laughs> happens to have, because uh, Mr. Alfalfa actually has a lot of uh, facial hair. He's a little, he's got a little scruffy. So uh, mm -hmm. Sprout actually has a red ring around his mouth. <laughs> it just seems a little sweaty. It seems like you're trying to, Check a lot of boxes with that one instead of just getting people to eat slightly healthier. Uh, some have said that. Uh, you know, obviously, Mr. Alfalfa is mixed race. Um, we've, we, are, we do have some agendas and, and Sprout is here illegally. So um, there's definitely a lot of things we're trying to tackle at once. We're trying to save a lot of money. <laughs> that would be a first in California. Uh, last question, because I actually think we're going to return to this next episode because I want to hear more of these laws, but mm -hmm. I think we're running out of time. Okay. I do want to ask though about, um, I, I, now this all makes sense when you text me about doing sprout immigration commercial, can't wait to tell you about it. Mm -hmm. So I, I know you've spun off that character into sort of discussing his, um, status as an illegal immigrant. You know, can you sort of talk about the commercial you're doing uh, with with Sprout in that way? Yeah, well, we refer to him as an asylum seeker. Mm -hmm. um, 
and you know, we don't want to judge, even if we the, it suggests that maybe he's an economic migrant and not an asylum seeker. It's not really up to us to judge, mm-hmm. but it is up to us to cut down the barbed wire that Texas keeps putting up. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we have is a bunch of people fueled by alfalfa sprouts uh, <laughs> come up to the border and then just start cutting down all the barbed wire that Governor Greg Abbott is putting up to to keep his state safe, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think it's racism and genocide. It's it's genocide to just put up a deterrent? You know, the way I define it and the way many people define it, uh, it's a very loose, uh, loosely defined word. Um, okay. And so I think the fascist, uh, racist, Nazi uh, Governor Greg Abbott is doing a genocide. And uh, therefore it is up to the anti-fascists, which are mm-hmm. people who eat alfalfa sprouts, to yep. go to the border and remove the barbed wire that this Mr. Abbott fascist Nazi um, Hitler general is is using to prevent people from entering his state to seek uh, asylum. That's great. So uh, it all makes sense now. But so how how does that sort of that commercial go? I, and I'm not even sure what the possible end result or audience would be. But but still, you know, I, I'd love to hear how this um, red mouthed small possibly underage twink garden creature uh who's is he mixed race as well it doesn't matter tell tell me about how all this works in in this commercial he's white hispanic (laughs) okay well uh so you see a border patrol agent Mm -hmm. and he's looks over and he sees that there's been a the barbed wire fence has been cut open oh and people are streaming in and they're all mostly males between the ages of 18 and 24. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he walks right over there and he, he, he says, hold on there. You can't just walk in here like that. And then President Joe Biden comes in in a hovercraft and says, like, hell, they can't. And and then just kind of does a 360, like, kind of like a donut, but it's in a hovercraft. So it's not as squealy. Right. Yeah. And and then he see looks over at Biden, looks over in the bushes and the tumbleweed and says, why don't you join me, boy? And then Sprout comes running up, jumps into the back of the hovercraft. Uh-huh. And then the president sniffs his hair and says, I like <laughs> what I see. And then they kind of hovercraft off into the sunset. And, and what's the end, like graphic or, or, or message or takeaway? Hate has no home here. Love is love. <laughs> That's very confusing. I, I, you you guys have so many masters to serve in California that I I can I appreciate what a challenge it is. So it, it's a, a lot good of work. job, I guess. It's a lot of work. It's Jack. a lot of work. Uh, we got a lot of irons and a lot of fires. That's great. And but aren't you? What about the Iron Fire Reduction Act? Yeah, well, that's one of the things we've, we, irons uh, are now longer uh, allowed to be heated because doing that, you know, <laughs> results in branding. <laughs> but what about the wrinkly clothes issue? Well, that's a different, I, well, we've got the, this, uh, a different act for wrinkly clothes. Which is? The Wrinkly Clothes Reduction Act, which is j- ironically just an iron. <laughs> 
<laughs> what a weird web you spin. Uh, you know, Brian, I, I would love to revisit this uh, in, in the next episode just to talk about some more of these crazy laws yes. that you're working on. If yes, I would. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Thank, thank, you for, um, thank you for keeping all of us safe. Thank you, Jack. I want to stay safe. I, I am. And I mean it when I say it, stay safe. Not just that, you know, some people just say it and they don't mean it. I mean it, stay safe. Okay, I will. I'll, no, I'll I'm serious. Careful, it, like, it's a law. It's the Jack Must Stay Safe Act. <laughs> Jack. Brian. I feel like I might've gotten our sponsor Silent Partners thing wrong. Like not exactly what they do. You mean the movie? Yeah, I don't know if they do movies, Jack. Yeah, I Googled it, nothing came up. Okay. All I know is that uh, we got to make it good for these fellas. They are, they are paying us money. We need to represent them. We need to promote them, the, the company that they are, to the people. Yeah. So I have a script I'm sending you. Okay. Um, just send it to you. It's going to be going through the internets. And then uh, once you get it, let's just do this commercial for these guys and, 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 and earn the money that they're paying us. On a scale of one to 10, how certain are you that you figured it out with this script? Judd. Wow. Okay, great. Um, so uh, I've just opened it. I have never read this before in my life. Please uh, count me down. Three, two, one. Questionable material with Jack and Brian is brought to you by silent partners, meaning the two people sitting next to me at dinner who haven't said a word to one another. Man, isn't that just weird? They look like they've been married for 30 years, and yet they don't have a single thing to say to one another. She's nursing a Negroni, and he's poking at his creme brulee deep in thought. It really makes you wonder. They literally sat there the whole meal and didn't say a single word. It kind of makes you want to guess what their story is. Maybe she's furious at him for something he did. Or maybe her ovaries went kaput years ago before ever giving him the children he so desperately wanted. Maybe he hates her. Or maybe she knows about his mistress. Or maybe, after all these years, there's just nothing to say. I hope I don't wind up like that. How sad would that be? They're truly silent partners, not even trying idle chat about the weather. Just deafening silence. Wow. So weird. It's so disconcerting that I forget this was supposed to be a commercial and not some internal monologue about the silent partner sitting next to you. I might get the creme brulee, though. It looks good. Silent dot partners. <laughs> you think? <sighs> I mean, by your own admission in the writing, you didn't know what you didn't do the job. I'm going to try harder, Jack. And also their website just keeps getting smaller with every script. Silent.partners is not a website. It is. You could. That's a domain. Dot partners. Silent dot partners. Okay. I'm going to actually right. I'm going to go reserve multiple dot partners right now <laughs> for the future. I would. I would love multiple dot partners. Like I'd love to try that once. Okay. Well then go to Prague. <laughs> uh, they should put that on the like, uh, you know, brochures because I would get a, they would get a lot more uh, traffic. 800 crowns, Jack, 800 crowns. That, that seems like a reasonable amount of money. Pretty good. What is the exchange rate between crowns and juds? Uh, there is six judge to a crown. Okay. that See, that is reasonable. All right. Well, I'm going to go book my travel. And Brian, I will see you next week on another edition of Questionable Material with... Jack. And... Brian. Goodbye. I'll see you, Jack.
I, I, I ended the podcast, man. That was, I had a great out. Wanted to. Supernatural. Sorry. Didn't, I just felt like it needed a little more oomph. Okay. So I'm just going to end it without being interrupted. So thanks for listening. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you. No. It's not, I don't have the energy to do it again. I'm sorry. Silent partners. Silent partners. Questionable material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Watch our clips on YouTube. Visit us at qmpodcast.com.